the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. One of my big influences in childhood was I played soccer. Another one was my late night TV habits. Soccer was great because I played it from age four to 22, 21. Um, I've got the worst looking feet ever because I grew up in cleats. I know you're saying soccer. Like, really, Rob? You went out football. Are you not American? I wasn't American. I was raised overseas. Um, but it was interesting because when you played soccer in high school and in college, you get into these like crazy eating habits where you're eating like salad for breakfast. And it is what it is, right? Um, and you did practice after school and you did homework after practice. And it, it kind of went on and on, right? One of my bad habits that I developed back then was I like watching late night television. And David Letterman was someone who greatly influenced me. You should have people that influenced you, right? You should look at Jeff Bezos and say positive or negative. You should look at Bill Gates and say positive or negative. You should have a troop of people that you could look at and say, I get it. So Letterman moved from Indiana to L.A. in 1975. And Dave Letterman, I used to – it's, it's horrible that I admit this. I used to, like, try to be him. That's how influential you are in high school, right? You see a comedian. You see a, a late-night talk show host. He was awesome. He would get on the Today Show in the morning, and he'd do weather for him. He'd be things like, hey, look at the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, there's a big lizard. Godzilla's in V80. Like, he would, like, make stuff up. He would make weather interesting. That was his shtick. Born and raised in Indianapolis. There's nothing to say about that. Um, worked his way through radio, worked his way into TV. It took him a long time to succeed. And he was basically going to be Johnny Carson's backup on The Night Show. He was on a lot of levels. Um, he That wasn't going to go anywhere, so he launched a morning show, which, you know, Coda and Kathy Lee Gifford have a day drink on the Today Show. He had something like that. And then NBC said, this is pretty good. Let's put him on at night. So he replaced Coast to Coast with Late Night with David Letterman. I bring this up because it was shtick. He, he figured out what he wanted to do, and he, he kind of dedicated it. It wasn't an overnight sensation. Investing is not an overnight sensation. But one of the things I want you to do is treat investing a lot like Dave Letterman treated success. It takes time. It takes a shtick. It takes consistency. Um, there was a lot of debacles. And in the end, Letterman left CBS after he left NBC because he couldn't come up with popular videos. It wasn't his thing. Um, 
you look at Jimmy Kimmel, you look at Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Fallon can get Tom Cruise to sing Berber Berber or get down on my knees. He could get celebrities to do karaoke with him. And people are like, that's awesome. Let's watch that on. Did you see this on YouTube? I know you're saying, what's the high, with the high pitch voice, Rob? But Letterman had to leave because he couldn't do, he couldn't get 11 million people to watch something he did the night before. He, he didn't have it. And now he's with Netflix and he's got his own little thing going there. And it's, it's good for him. I bring it up because he made a lot of people famous. And he did a really good job. But one of the things that he contributed to our society is the top 10 list, right? He, that was his shtick. That was the thing he kind of created. Top 10, you know, reasons Boba Fett is going to kill Darth Vader. And you're like, what is this? Top 10 reasons, you know, Donald Trump dyes his hair. What is this? And he did a top 10 list and he would go, he'd always start a show with, and the top 10 list is comes to us from the home office in Scottsdale, Arizona. And you're like, what's this? I know, right? So if I were to do a top five list in honor of my, one of my heroes, David Letterman, I'd say number five, retail sales dropped the most since September 2009. Coming in at number four, the Dow falls 100 points because it's disappointed with the sales drop being the biggest since 2009 in retail. Number three, Donald Trump his approval rating has bounced back from government shutdown lows. That's kind of interesting. Coming in number two on the top five list, Trump demands California return $3.5 billion in funds after the state's disaster bullet train project. I was talking with my producer during the break, and Gavin Newsom, he basically gets into office, and one of the first things he does is like, uh, this bullet train from L.A. to San Francisco is way too expensive. It's going to take way too long. We're scaling this baby back. And Trump is instantly, we want our money. We want our federal money that we gave you back. Number one on the list, JP Morgan rolls out the first U.S. bank-backed cryptocurrency. Okay, this is kind of an interesting one. This is one that we're going to go into. The JP Morgan is a big, big, big bank in the United States. I have no problem if you were to say, name 10 stocks, and if you can hold for the next 20, 30 years. J.P. Morgan could certainly be on that list. What they do, they do well. So engineers at J.P. Morgan have created what's called the J.P.M. coin, a digital token that will be used to instantly settle transactions between clients and wholesale payments for businesses. You know, let me give you a quick example of what a cryptocurrency is. I've got a credit card that every time I buy groceries, I get 2% back. It's the city double cash card, 1% when I buy, 1% when I, I pay my bill. That's a cryptocurrency. Those points are cryptocurrencies. They're just you think of them as airline miles or, you know, credit. It's 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 cryptocurrencies on a level. They're not quite cryptic, but they are an alternative currency. So JP Morgan's Jamie Dimon, he has bashed Bitcoin as a fraud. He says it goes to zero. And out of nowhere, J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon, he runs, uh, if there were baseball cards, he would be like the Babe Ruth of banks. He's all that in a bucket of chicken. Oh, I need a bucket of chicken. Those KFC commercials make me want to vomit, but at the same time, make me want a bucket of chicken. Go figure that one out. I've got 
in-laws. No, no, I got extended family. I got family. That every year they have a picnic, and guess what they do? They meet at a park, and they all get buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I find it surreal. It's like, wow, that, that Kentucky Fried Chicken must feel like they hit the lottery, like getting 60 orders of buckets of chicken. But it is like a bucket of chicken. So J.P. Morgan is getting into cryptocurrencies. And this, to me, is a step in the right direction for calling it legitimate. MC Hammer once said, too legit, too legit to quit. Bitcoin had no legitimacy, but now it does. Others who are in big business are following it. J.P. Morgan pushes around $6 trillion a year in payments. And they kind of want to get a piece of the action. So they come up with JPM coin tied towards blockchain, tied towards following it, tied towards cutting down on uh, fraud. I get it. This is a big day for Bitcoin. You know, I hate Bitcoin, but this is a step in the right direction where that little punk kid just put a napkin on his lap or something like that. And you're like, I'm so proud of you. You're growing up nice. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Tomorrow, another top five list from the home offices in Scottsdale, Arizona. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Listen to this kind of craziness. Seven out of ten people think they'll be better off financially next year. Who was that guy? Friend of Popeye's, was it Wimpy? I'll gladly pay you for a I'll gladly pay you on Friday for a hamburger today. Kind of guy, right? Seven out of ten people are are thinking I'll be better off next year than I am this year, financially speaking. But to me, that feels weird. Too optimistic. That level of optimism hasn't been seen in 16-plus years. It's the first time since 2007 that at least half of the public has reported a generally positive state of current finances. We have jobs. We feel good, all things considered. Stock market could be a factor. Jobs are a factor, but the stock market, when the stock market's at all-time highs, I'm like, honey, let's make a baby tonight. Let's have have our 14th baby. (laughs) And you're like, you've got 13 kids. No. But that's what you feel like. Only 26% of Americans reported being worse off this year than last year. And I'm not seeing it. I know most of my friends don't save enough for retirement. So that's just out there. So I think there's something wrong with us being too optimistic about tomorrow when we should be working on today. I know you're saying you sound like a car company. I do sound like a car company. Um. Net zero energy homes are a thing. When I grew up, they were not a thing. In California, most new homes and multi-floor residential buildings, up to three stories, now include solar rooftop panels. It's a law beginning in 2020. Most new homes and multi-floor residential buildings. That seems like a no-brainer. Net zero energy homes can produce as much energy as they consume and are built to optimize energy efficiency through airtight construction of roofs, walls, foundations, windows. Yeah, yeah, you can spend some money on some new windows and do well in life, do better in life, have more money. 
U.S. has an estimated 5,000 net zero energy single family homes today. California could add 100,000 a year. So there's still big business in the solar movement. There's still big business in saving money. My energy bills, and just take a look at PG&E. They're going to be raising those bills. So if they can get, if someone can get me to net zero on my energy costs, I'd be like, thank you. I'll take that. So that's a trend. You know, you know we talk stories on the show and trends and demographics and aging and, and who spends money and who doesn't spend money. You know the people I hate most? People my age. Because once the kids go to college, you tend to start turtling up. You tend not to spend. You tend to go, okay, I only got 10 more years now until since kids are at college now. I don't have to pay all their bills anymore. We turtle up. So I hate people my own age. I know you're saying, you have a lot of hate on you. I do. So you know what? When I have a lot of hate, I like opening up a can of Coca-Cola. Because to me, Coke is it. Coke was a thing when you were a kid that it was like, it was a luxury that was affordable. Today, people are like, oh, it'll rot your teeth. Oh, it'll give you uh, kidney stones. Oh, it'll do this. Oh, do you know if you put a tooth in Coca-Cola for 24 hours, it totally dissolves? Like, Coke is kind of an evil empire now. So they started selling orange juice. Oh, juice is too much sugar. Oh, juice is like, it's the Florida growers who are buying uh, Congress. So Coke gets into water. Oh, the Coca-Cola is stealing the water from the Indian reservations who, who signed deals. Like, trust me, it ain't easy being a big business in this day and age because someone's going to find something you do wrong almost across the board. But Coca-Cola, when I was a kid, there was that commercial. And damn it, if advertisers don't like stick in your head forever, right? I'd like to buy the world of Coke. Do, 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 do. Right? Coca-Cola shares are tumbling today. Now, Coca-Cola benefits from, like, India and China, where we're building massive cities on a regular basis. And when you build massive cities, you hire people who, hey, farmer, come from your farm and uh, come work in the big city. Okay, I'm going to the big city, Dad. And one of the things you do is you smoke cigarettes, you have a Coke, you buy beer. Like, you start getting into these little, little daily luxuries, right? So Coke shares are tumbling today. They basically make sugar water, right? Well, and won't get too much into that. I'm not going to bash the company I'm talking about. I own no shares of Coca-Cola. But for me, it's a play on globalization. It's a play on if you go into a grocery store, let's say you go into Safeway or Lucky's or Lenardi's today, the shelf space is typically dominated by about eight companies. And that's it. And every now and then you get this product like Annie's Organic stuff, Annie's Organic Mac and Cheese, which there's nothing organic about Mac or cheese. But with that said, Annie sells things that moms will go, ooh, my baby likes Mac and Cheese, but I'm going to get my baby organic Mac and Cheese. And you're like, really? Really? <laughs> really? So Annie's does well, and then someone will buy them. It's one of the eight companies. If I were to go into go into your local convenience store, not a 7-Eleven, but like a mom-and-pop kind of place where you can buy cigarettes or, or beer, and talk to them about the Coke reps and the beer reps, it's all about shelf space. The Coke rep will be like, hey, I'm going to give you a brand new cooler so you can put all your Coca-Cola in it. You don't have to pay for the cooler. I'm going to give it to you. 
it's going to have Coke signage all over it. In fact, I'll even buy your sign outside that says, come inside for a cold Coca-Cola. These companies are so powerful with grocery stores. They'll, they'll say things like, well, you know, I'll give you a 50% discount on the Coca-Cola if you put this new power drink right next to it. And I don't know who owns Body Armor right now. God, I want to say it's Pepsi, but it's not. Someone has a big investment in Body Armor other than uh, Black Mamba uh, from the Lakers. Kobe. Colby. Uh, Colby. See, I don't know my sports. I'm, I'm showing you my flaws, right? Anyhow, um, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, Coca-Cola shares taking a hit today. They're massively powerful. Yes, they make mistakes. Pepsi, you know, Pepsi is a play on, on sugary water, right? Pepsi said, we want Doritos. Not only do we want you to get fat from our sodas, we want you to get fat from our chips. They don't say it quite like that. And then Pepsi has the audacity to sell Gatorade, high-performance engineered athletic sugar water. Just call it what it is. It's sugar water. Oh, I do like some sugar water, though. So um, so most parents now, when they buy their kids Pepsis or juice or Gatorade, they cut it in half with water, which is kind of funny because they're typically paying Coca-Cola or Pepsi for their water products, which is a very, very profitable business. But Coke shares are, are tumbling, the worst since the Great Recession. Stock's down 7.5%. I think they'll be in business in the future. I own no shares of Coca-Cola, but it's been around since I was a kid, and it's iconic. There's worse things in the world to do than buy iconic companies. Like, I'll say this. I like Visa. They're iconic. I'm not really a Coca-Cola guy, but they're iconic too. But you have standards, and you should apply those. You know what I'm saying? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So everyone knows who Howard Stern is, right? Many, many years ago, many, many years ago, I was on the East Coast and I started a show at one point in time, called 2020 Insight. And the song you just heard was recommended to me. They were a punk band who doesn't sound like a punk band. Isn't it interesting how, like, rock and roll from the 70s is now, like, called soft rock or pop music? Same thing. This was a punk band. It's called Black Grape. And the reason I bring up Howard Stern is because the guy that recommended that I use that song, Shake Your Money, Shake, shake, shake your money, shake your money, shake, shake your money. Spy black grape. There's some dirty words in the song, so be careful. Not safe for work. But um, the guy who recommended it was a guy named Jeremy Coleman, who happens to be the executive producer of the Howard Stern Show now. And he kind of figured out, let's put Howard on TV on America's Got Talent. Let's, let's kind of humanize him so we could truly make him the king of all media instead of the king of shock radio. So Jeremy Coleman gave me Shake Your Money, and I bring that up because I was on the same station. I did a show called The Stock Zone. Um, so I would basically grown out of my national show, which was good. I wanted a great show locally, and then I wanted a great show nationally kind of thing. And he helped form me. 
I give them a lot of credit. So shake, shake, shake your money has a history on the Rob Black in your money show. I know you're saying, and now you know. It's like that NBC after after school special. Oh, no, Timmy's going to be drinking alcohol today. (laughs) Alcohol kills your liver. Oh, no, he got into a car crash, and now you know. So Snap is in the news today. Offering to pay companies forty to fifty thousand dollars per episode for original series to premiere on Snapchat. Um, Snap is cute. I kind of wish it was just a camera filter company, and not necessarily a messaging company on top of a camera filter company. Um, and boy, has Snap made some mistakes getting into hardware. Snap gl- glasses. No bueno. No bueno. Um, I don't know if getting into content and paying $50,000 for an episode of something makes any sense. Now, again, I could do my shake your money thing and I can create a content for snap, but what's my audience millennials or younger than millennials? No, 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 no (laughs) kind of thing. Right. They don't care about money. They will one day, but not today. So that's out there and in the news. Coca-Cola falling today. That's a big story. J.P. Morgan introducing the J.P.M. coin to kind of get into the whole Bitcoin cryptocurrency world of secure. That's the best thing about Bitcoin is the blockchain technology behind it. Uh, Mortgages are, are screaming for, we need to know that this is you and that is them. That's one thing blockchain does really, really well. Today, we learned that officials from the United States and China are working out a, a deal, trying to hash out a deal to end Trump's trade war as a critical tariff deadline nears. <laughs> Ancient Chinese secret, huh? No, it's not a secret. It's, it's, it's headline news. Just go with it. I don't know what to say anymore. Uh, more than 80% of Americans support almost all the key ideas in Alexandria Cortez's Green New Deal. Should we have a new deal? A new deal after a world war puts Americans to work. It says, let's do this great, great thing. Her ideas aren't crazy. Let's let's get off coal. Let's get off oil. Let's be more renewable. And then, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think her ideas are saying all the polar bears are going to die. But it's saying, like, we don't even have to talk about polar bears dying if we do this. There's no argument. And 80% of Americans are saying we would like more of a green dream kind of idea. Now, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is not playing along because she doesn't think it doesn't fit her agenda. Donald Trump's not playing along because he sees it as too socialist. But it's one of the things where we talk about and there's going to be big money and there's be big investments going that way down the road. Um, it's a matter of when, not if. 86% of Americans say it's important the federal government enact policies aimed at achieving net zero greenhouse gas emissions. 87% say that it's extremely important that the U.S. meet 100% of its power demands through renewable or zero emission energy. Okay, now, if 87% of Americans say that, how come there's so many trucks and SUVs on the road that are not hybrid, right? Is he right? Right? Because we're big, fat Oompa Loompas. 
right? We're so big, we need bigger vehicles. I have a friend who's so fat and large. He's got a uh, um, Denali. And it basically says, I'm too fat and large to fit into any other car. Thus, I have to get a Denali. And if he's listening right now, you know who you are. (laughs) He's also a ginger. Um, But that's America. He can say, I've got a daughter and I believe in green energy. And I believe in it. But when a push comes to shove, his dollar says, nope, I'm going to get eight miles a gallon. Americans sometimes don't vote with their uh, wallets. It's interesting in elections, we tend to. If the economy is good, we just reelect whoever's in office. If the economy is bad, we kick them out. That's just my opinion. <laughs> You're saying, please, please, no more opinions. Tell me about Wall Street. <laughs> do your magic. Do your mumbo jumbo. Go do the voodoo that you do so well, right? Oh, man, I, I miss Crazy Mike Tyson. There was a point in time where he was top entertainment. And I think he peaked with his tattoo, his face tattoo, right? Did he jump the shark with uh, his movie roles? Or did he jump the shark with his face tattoo? I'm thinking it was the face tattoo, but don't hold me to that. So happy Valentine's Day, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you can hear the incredible sincerity that I say that. But it is Valentine's Day. Exciting and true. Exciting and new. Exciting and true. I don't know. So Valentine's Day is is one of those made-up holidays, which kind of drives me a little insane, as you probably know. I'm cool with it. I'm not going to fight it. But romance scams are huge. I know you're saying romance scams. Yeah. There's something you might want to hold on to this whole week of Lover's Day, Valentine's Day. Don't hold her hand. Hold your wallet or hold her hand on. No, don't put her hand on your wallet. No, no, no. That's not appropriate. Just put your own hand on your own wallet. Let her put her own hand on her wallet. Romance scams soared last year. Listen to this. 21,400 people got scammed last year. That's $143 million of people getting scammed. Cons um, are pretty dramatic, but when you do a con tied towards romance, it just hurts. Uh, a lot of phony profiles using a stranger's photo. A lot of made-up fake identities online. That's where a lot of the scams are happening. So you tug on people's heartstrings. Thank God the Fifty Shades of Grey movies are over. Those were the worst movies ever. Worst movies ever, I think. I'm just if you if you kind of said, hey, there's going to be some good looking people with very few clothes on. It wasn't even good looking people with very few clothes on. It was bad. It was awful. And I only say that because I have HBO. I did not actually go to the movie. But people scam other people by fake profiles online and trying to get people to play into love. So my advice to you is never, ever send money or gifts to someone you haven't met. I know it happens. Uh, remember there was that football player a couple years ago who I think he went to Penn State. I think that's right. And he gets drafted by San Diego. And somewhere before the draft, he got caught up like being catfished where a dude was pretending to be a chick 
pretending to be interested in them. No bueno. No bueno. So if you feel like you're going to get scammed, talk to someone you trust. Try not to get blindsided. Um, take things slowly. Ask questions. I mean, I trust me, the biggest mistakes I made from 18 to 25 was I let love lead to financial losses. Like I was like, I love this girl so much, we're going to go to Miami. I love this girl so much, we're going to get front row seats to a concert. I love this girl. Like, Don't let love push your financial buttons if you can. You know what love is to me? Sitting on a couch, eating corn chips. That's love. If you could find somebody you could eat corn chips with on a couch, you probably did pretty good. I know you're saying, what's your fascination with corn chips? I don't have a fascination with corn chips. I only got Fritos like on a rare occasion as a kid. And it was luxury to me. So I remember it fondly. I know you're saying, where's this going? The U.S. is making progress with China. So the pain trade may be going away. Don't buy flowers. Don't buy roses. They'll be dead in 24 hours. Don't do it. And like the comedian said, if you're buying flowers, your wife's going to know that, like, or your spouse is going to know, like, it was the last second ditch thought for you. So don't do it. So weak retail sales. You know where the retail sales were the weakest? Gasoline stations. Do you know why? Because the price of oil dropped. So maybe it wasn't as weak as you thought, but a couple other areas. Restaurants were down. Uh, clothing and accessories were down slightly. Appliance stores down very little. But gas stations lost about 5% in revenue last in, January, in December. That's the story behind the story. And now you know. I'm Rob Black. You're not. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I still love what I do, and I want to say thank you to everyone who supports me in any way, shape, or form, whether it's my bosses in radio or television or the listeners and everyone few and far between. Um, I love what I do. It's, it's, I'm very, very fortunate. So when this all ends, I'm actually good with that because I got to do what I really, really wanted to do, and I got to show my kids what I really love to do. Um, and I got some cool pictures along the way. So again, thanks. Today, I want to talk real quick about Amazon. Jeff Bezos once said, Amazon will eventually go bankrupt. I don't think he was kidding, and I don't think he was wrong. But for now, it's like Rome. It's the good days of Rome. Rome ends badly. Um, just There's a cliff note somewhere in there for you. There's, there's like a hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. As soon as you start doing the whole gladiator stuff... Orgies weren't enough. No, 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 no. We had to have Christians fight lions in, in a coliseum. That was too much. It was a little over the top, right? The orgies were fine. The, the debauchery and the wine, fine. But it, it was too much when we started using animals to kill people or people to kill animals, right? So all things end, and Amazon will be looked at like Rome one day. We'll study it. Did he really start a business selling you know, CDs online and books online? And I've been to Seattle, and Seattle's famous for having one of the world's biggest, what are they, is it, biggest bookstores in the world. Portland's got one of the biggest bookstores in the world, and people are like, let's go to City Books or what, whatever it's called, and like, it's a big bookstore. I'm like, I'll just order it online. I don't need to be in a big bookstore. It's too much inventory. It's too much space. When you go into a big bookstore, it feels like, holy mackerel, I'm in a football field of books. 
you don't need a football field of books because they can send it to you through Amazon Prime, right? So Amazon is a company that I think will eventually go to zero. But before it does, it's going to have a lot of glorious days. Should you buy it today? I think so. If you're going to hold it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, yes. If you're going to hold it for 5, 10, 15 minutes, no. I don't know. I, I'm not a crystal ball kind of guy. Trust me, if I had a crystal ball, I ain't sharing it with you. I'm going to have an island. I'm going to know everything in the world. I'm going to bet on the World Series. I'm going to bet on football because I have a crystal ball. I don't know who's going to win. And then I'm going to buy an island, right? And I'm six foot two. And because I'm six foot two, I'm not quite tall enough to play basketball at a competitive level. But I got that, that fever. And when you have the fever, you got to go with the fever. I wanted to play bat. So if I had a crystal ball, I would own an island. And on the island, it would only be people five feet tall or shorter. Maybe I'll make an excuse for my hundred wives. They could be taller than five feet tall. So if I had a crystal ball, I ain't sharing it with you. So when you hear a radio show or a TV show where they're like, we've got software that tells you when to buy stocks and when to sell stocks. If they had it, they would have an island and they certainly wouldn't share it with you. So if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So back to Amazon. And by the way, if I had a crystal ball, I'd have an island. Everyone would be under five feet. I would have my own basketball league, of which I would be the star. Yeah, yeah. I know you're saying now you're thinking. Oh, and the best part about it, we're going to play when I don't want to play and stand up and walk around. We're going to play basketball on donkeys. You know, one of my dreams, I want to have a birthday party where everyone is on a donkey. Is that too much to ask for? Is that like, I, I don't want surprise parties. I don't really, you know, happy 50th birthday. Here's all your friends. I, no, I want a donkey birthday party. So Amazon is in the news today talking about donkeys and the end of civilization. Talking about General Motors, GM. It's funny when you say the name General Motors because you typically just say GM, right? So they're talking about investing with each other into an electric truck company. So what, where's Amazon going? Are they going to be a logistics company? Are they going to be a, a transport company? What are they going to be? Recently, they've been raising prices at Whole Foods because they got into a business that has very low margins. Amazon is amongst a group of recent investors in an autonomous vehicle startup called Aurora. Amazon said it would test package deliveries by small robots in a Seattle area neighborhood. I've seen some of these robot deliveries. There's one on the Embarcadero in San Francisco. And people stop and take selfies with the thing. It's novel. It's more novel than War and Peace. Boom! I should have been a rapper. But there's already a rapper named Black Rob, and you don't want to know what he thinks. Boom! I've been shot out of a cannon. So Amazon is not quite saying we want to get into package delivery. We want to be FedEx. We want to be UPS. But they're saying we want to be part of that conversation. So if you own a company, you have to follow companies. And one of the things I do on the show is I follow companies for you. Like, like I came to the conclusion in the last couple of days, a lot of analysts are wrong about Apple because they're all like, it's all about the services. It's all about the services. It's all about music. They're going to come up with some sort of newspaper subscription. They're going to come up with some sort of video subscription. And it's kind of interesting because the video subscription, what they're talking about is if you pay $9.99 for the music subscription, you can get the videos for $3 more or $4 more, or $5 more. Or if you want it on its own, each are $9.99. But when you can start bundling services, holy mackerel. So Apple, a lot of people are incorrectly saying it's all about services. 
I still think they got some hardware tricks up their sleeve because we have a hardware cycle coming. It's like when the Xbox One became the Xbox Two, which became the Xbox Three, which became the PlayStation, the PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three. There's upgrade cycles, and before the cycle hits, people stop buying it. So the worst thing you could do is say, hey, we got something cool and fancy coming out next year, because I'll just wait 12 months for that. But there's going to be something that changes in phones where they get faster. 5G is going to be a thing, and that should have everywhere, everyone in hardware excited, whether you're Qualcomm or Broadcom, whether you're Apple, whether you're uh, Samsung. Everyone who sells hardware should be excited by this whole 5G thing. Now, again, here's the kicker. 5G is going to arrive tomorrow. No, 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 no. It could, but we're not ready for it. We're not infrastructure set up for it. So it always takes longer than you want it to. But anyway, that's what this show is about. I'll do the homework for you. You just sit back and do your thing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.